Welcome to the Church 214 podcast. We're glad that you've joined us today. We hope that you enjoy today's message. And if you'd like to find out more about our church, please visit our website at church214.org. My name is Heather Taves, and this is my husband, Chris, and we are honored to be a part of this church. It's such a joy. I was going to make a joke about, I haven't seen you all since last year. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Thank you, Joel, or Crosley, whichever one of you liked my joke. You know, as we were singing that song, um, that line, when the world's on fire, it's not like he doesn't have a plan, right? And how many of you think that the world has kind of seemed like it's on fire recently? Yeah. Not just the world, but maybe even your own lives. And I just was struck by that, that line of like, God is not surprised by any, any of this. Like he, it doesn't phase him that we can't vote in a speaker of the house. Like that's just like, he's like, I, that doesn't surprise me. None of this, none of this surprises him. And as we were singing that, I just felt like the Lord was saying, remind them that I am still God, that I am still the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and I am on the throne and nothing will dethrone me. Nothing, nothing will move me. So I think there are some of you in here tonight um, that are feeling a little bit like that, like your world's on fire and you've forgotten that God is still in control, that God still holds you in the palm of his hand and is going to make a way for you when there seems to be no way. So I get to um, start off by sharing a little bit of what this next season is going to be like for Church 214 and what we feel like the Lord has put on our hearts for all of us going into this, this next season. So we're going to start off by reading Psalms 1. This psalm is so beautiful. It's going to be on the screen so you can follow along. And I want you to let these words just sink into your soul, okay? Let them just get into you. And then I want to ask you to do something. I want to ask you to read this at least once a week. I was going to say every day, but I like to make things attainable. So if you can do it every day, do it every day, okay? But at least once a week for the next six months, read this psalm because we're going to be talking about it a whole lot. And I think if we, if we get down into what he's really saying here, man, it's going to change our lives, okay? So you ready? We're going to stand up for the reading of God's word. So get on your feet if you are able, and let's read this. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers, but they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. There you go. Every day, not once a week. Yep. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. They prosper in a few things. They prosper in three things. They prosper in all things. All they do. But not the wicked. They are like worthless chaff 
scattered by the wind. They will be condemned at the time of judgment. Sinners will have no place among the godly, for the Lord watches over the path of the godly, but the path of the wicked leads to destruction. You can take your seats. So here at 214, we spend a lot of time asking the Lord what he wants the next season to look like. What are we supposed to get up here and communicate to the body? And we have a vision team and we have a teaching team that spends a lot of time praying about this and and talking through this. And a couple of months ago, our vision team and our teaching team came together and we were we were all hearing the same things. We were hearing them in with different words, but it was all the same purpose. And it was this idea that he's he's calling us into a season of more. He's calling us into a season of prospering. He's not calling us into a season where we feel dry, we feel desolate, we feel like there's no way forward. He's calling us into a season of joy and gladness. And let me remind you, joy, the joy of the Lord does not depend on our circumstances. So this is not us standing up here saying your life is going to look perfect and everything's going to work out and your marriage is going to be perfect and your kids will never get sick and you'll keep your job and it'll be wonderful and you'll get a pay raise. That's not what we're saying. We're saying that in spite of the circumstances, there is going to be joy and gladness like you have never experienced before. And you know what happens when we start to declare that and we start to speak that out? We actually start to believe it. And then God's like, oh, they believe it, so I'm going to do it for them. He's calling us into a season of more of his glory. He's not calling us into a season where we just play saved right? How long has the church played saved? And we stay safe, safe, and we stay comfortable, and we've checked our box to get to heaven, to stay out of hell, but we walk around acting like people who are not free. And so he is calling us into a season of desperately wanting more of his glory, so much so that we actually go pursue it. He's calling us into a season of immense growth. Growth does not always feel good. Sometimes growth means cutting off of things. Sometimes we have growing pains. How many of you remember growing pains as a kid? Right? You're like, man, why does my leg ache so much? And then, like, the next month, you've grown an inch. Growing hurts sometimes. This is a good one. He's calling us to a season of bouncing back. Yeah, right? How good is that? Some of you need to claim that right now. Like you choose a word for the year. This is your word. I'm bouncing back, right? I've been there. I've been in a pit. I've been in a bad place. I've been in a low place, but this year I'm bouncing back. This is a season of bearing fruit. I am speaking and prophesying right now that there will be new songs written, new books written, new businesses started, new marriages that happen. This is a season of bearing fruit where we begin to see the church bear fruit and start things and create things like never before. The world's had their time being the creative ones. It is time for the church to rise up. This is a season of hope. And it's not stagnant hope, but it's a hope that we have because we know Jesus. It's a hope that the world all of a sudden looks at and says, what's different about them? I want that. 
So the Lord is going to unleash some incredible things in these next six months. We're going to spend six months pursuing this vision. And I believe the testimonies and the stories that are going to come out of these six months are going to change your family, your neighborhood, our city, and the world. Because when we expect that, when we expect the Lord to move that way, he moves. He does. When we're willing and ready and we put ourselves in a position. And at the end of the day, all of it is for one purpose. It's not for us. It's for his glory. And we point to Jesus and we say, all for his glory. So good. So good. I was driving here tonight by myself because my family had already come. I was thinking back to last year. It was the same date. You know, it was January 5th, which is important because five is the number of grace. And when we did this first night last year, and I was thinking about the testimonies of what happened because of what was spoken, what was done, what was buried in the water, what was buried in other situations, and what was resurrected last year. And I was overcome with emotion of what God has done in 2022. And then I began to think of what he's going to do in 2023. Because of those of you who are came to the house tonight and you're bringing your first, it's, it, Heidi mentioned it to start off and Heather did a little bit too, we, what we do first matters. Absolutely foundational in your life. Exodus 23, 19 says, you shall bring the choice first fruits. Not just some fruits, the choice, the best first fruits to the house of the Lord your God. We have to bring our best. We must bring our first. We have to bring the gold. We're not, we're not bringing silver to the Lord. We bring him gold. We have to bring him the frankincense. We have to bring him the, the myrrh. We can't bring the, the offering of Cain. I think the church too long, for too long, all of us in some way, shape, or, or form have brought the offering of Cain when he's looking for the heart of Abel. We have to bring our first. So tonight, it's, it's the fifth day of the new year, the number of grace. Just think about grace. I think many times, a lot of us, we've received grace, but have we, do we really receive? Grace is this picture to me of Niagara Falls, just him unloading on you. If you stood under a Niagara Falls, like it doesn't end. It just pummels you with grace upon grace upon grace. And I, I think we've experienced maybe like the tourists do at Niagara Falls, that, that splash effect of grace. But have we experienced the intimacy of really standing under that waterfall? I believe that's what this season is. We've, we've taught a lot about intimacy coming into 23. And now it's, it's a, a choice for you. See, see, Jesus, he's so loving, he gives us a choice. He's never going to force himself on you. But he says, son, daughter, I want you under that waterfall. I want you to receive. And, and so many times you can't receive if your hands are holding on to something else, can you? Your hands have to be open. And so many times we have to release these different things. They may be good things in our life, but is it the, is it the best? Is it him? 
See, the, the greatest thing is, he says, seek first the kingdom. And if we truly do that, we find the treasure. Who, what's the treasure? It's not a what, it's a who. He is the treasure. He is the prize. The intimacy with the Father, with the Holy Spirit, with the Son, it is the prize. And so I've been asking the Holy Spirit leading up to this night, what, what do you want to say tonight? And we, we knew the vision, and Heather's given the vision of what's coming in the next six months. But specifically for tonight, Father, what do you want to unleash in this, in this body, in this region? I'm so glad that it revives with us tonight, too, because it's not just a word for Church 214. It's, this is a word for our region. And the Holy Spirit said to me, Psalm 1. And we, ha- we hadn't talked about this. We knew it was part of the vision, but said Psalm 1. And specifically, he said one word. He said, drink. Drink. That's the word tonight. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers, but their delight is in the law of the Lord, meditating on it. You don't need to just read this once a day. You need to memorize this passage of Scripture and get it in you. That's it's not even a challenge. Just do it. Get it in you. You want to stand under that waterfall? Get it in you. Because this is what happens when you delight in the law of the Lord and the words of the Lord. When you meditate it on it day and night, you become like trees that are what? Planted. Along where? The river bank. Bearing fruit in each season. Jesus said over and over again, the test of your life, the test of if, if something is from him or not, or if it's from the enemy, is the fruit. You can tell where you've been drinking from by the fruit in your life. And so the Holy Spirit says tonight, drink. In order to drink, you have to be planted. You have to be planted in him. We are the branches, he is the vine. You have to be planted in the house. It's so awesome to see everyone here tonight because... If you come tonight on a Thursday night, the first of the year, I know that you're planted in a place with a tribe, with a people. Something happens when you're planted, you're able to drink. See, the water level is rising. The flood is coming. I hope you know that. We've talked about it before. Ezekiel prophesied this in, in, in what he wrote. He talked about the water flowing, and there's, it, it was started rising, ankle level Knee level, waist level. See, the water is rising. It's not a flood like Noah's flood. It's not real. It's not water like you think of rain water. It is the water of the Holy Spirit. The water of life, the true living water. And he says tonight, drink. Acts 2, what does Acts, this is Acts 2 church, if you didn't know, church 2.14, from Acts 2.14. Acts 2.17 says, in the last days. What? I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Fathers, mothers, sons, daughters, everyone. I will pour it out. That word pour out, it's akeo in the Greek. It means to gush out. See, his, uh, we are in the last days, more so than yesterday. Okay? He's coming. It's real. The water level is rising. He's about to pour out something. But here's the question. Are you planted? 
Because if you're not planted, you can't drink. If you're not intimate with him, you cannot drink the water that's going to sustain you and bring fruit into your life. And he says, in the last days, my spirit is pouring out, gushing out, living water. It's available. Drink. You can have as much of me as you want. I will pour out liberally. That's what that that word akeo means. I will gush it out. I will pour it out just like Niagara Falls. It will never stop running from my throne room. But if you're not planted by the river, you can't drink from the river. This is why we go through these winnowing seasons that we're just coming out of. The whole world went through this winnowing season, still happening. It's to remove the chaff from our life so that we can be a Psalm 1 faithful person that remains, that is planted, that sees that that stuff that blew away, it's not important at all. But what I'm going after is the water source. What my roots need to, for my fruit to develop is the water source. And so I don't care if you're an acorn tonight and you're just hearing about Jesus for the first time or if you're the, the most mature oak uh, tree that's ever been around in Christendom. Maybe you're the Apostle John here tonight. I don't know. It doesn't matter where you are on the spectrum. Are your roots reaching deeper? Are your branches reaching higher? What fruit is being produced out of your life? And the only way to do that is to drink. Over and over in Revelation, Jesus said, to those that remain, I will give a white stone. To those that remain, I will give such and such. To those who are planted, who are drinking from me, who aren't rocked by the things of the world, who let the chaff blow off them, to those that remain, the treasure is the water source. The treasure is me, and you will see the result from the fruit in your life. That's the season we're heading into. Habakkuk 2.14, you know this, the time is coming when the entire earth will be filled with the intimacy of the glory of God. The water level is rising. The only question is, are you drinking? Revelation 22 says this, then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, flowing with water clear as crystal, continuously pouring out from the throne of God. That's happening right now. The water is flowing from his throne room, and there are doors that were, were opened in 22. I believe this. See, here's the, th- here's the thing. 2022 was a year of the key of David, opening doors and closing some other doors that needed to be closed. 23 is leading us into the house of the Lord. Psalm 23. That's where we're headed this year. Green Meadows, still waters, valleys, because even in the valley, you know that his rod and his staff protect you, and at the table, it's not the enemy's table, it's your table that the enemy is having to sit at, watching your cup overflow. Anybody with me tonight? This is where we're headed in 23. Goodness, mercy, following you for all the days of your life, planted in the house of the Lord, drinking deeply from him. That's where we're going in 23. Back to Revelation 22. The river was flowing in the middle of the street and in the city. And on either side of the river was the tree of life with its 12 kinds of ripe fruit, 
according to each month of the year. And the leaves of the tree of life are for the healing of the nations. I'm telling you right now, healing is, it's flowing. It's, it's here. You might feel like it's, you don't see it. It's, it's maybe a trickle in your life. It's about, the dam is about to burst. I grew up, one of the, uh, one, one of the places I lived when I was a kid in Canada was along the North Saskatchewan River in the middle of nowhere. This, this river actually was, is one of the only ones in the world that, big rivers, that flows north, which is prophetic. And the offshoots of this river were really close to my, the house that we lived at, and we'd take hikes in the woods, and it, it was right next to us was this massive, um, miles and miles of what they called Crown Land. The, the government of Canada owned it. And we'd take walks, and we'd see beaver dams all over the place. You'd see this stream and be like, why did that stop? Because the beavers had dammed it up. And I'm prophesying here that the beaver dam is about to burst in your life. That the throne, the, 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 the principalities and powers that have dammed up the water in your life, that's about to burst. 22 was about opening those doors. 23 is about those dams bursting into your life if you will be planted and drink. And every curse will be broken. Every curse will be broken. There's, there's some curses that have affected this body, you, this last year. I just want to say tonight, every curse has and will be broken by the blood of the Lamb over your life if you receive that, if you drink. They will no longer exist, the curses, for the throne of God and the Lamb will be there in that city. Why don't you stand up on your feet? He says, drink. Drink. Close your eyes for just a moment. I want you to picture this with me. In, in Acts 8, there's a story of Philip. I love Philip because he's so obedient when he doesn't even know what God's asking him to do. And the Holy Spirit says to Philip, go down this road. And he goes. And the Holy Spirit says, walk by that chariot. And he walks by that chariot. And the Holy Spirit says, get inside the chariot. And he gets inside the chariot. And he sits with this Ethiopian eunuch. And he begins to explain the scriptures to him. This is a man, this Ethiopian man was craving living water. He wanted to drink. And Acts 8 says, as they rode along, they came to some water. And the Ethiopian, this, this acorn in the faith, <laughs> he sees the water. And he says to Philip, what's preventing me from getting baptized right now? See, there's baptisms about to happen in this room in water. But there's other baptisms of fire and water that have to happen tonight. And the Holy Spirit is saying to you right to us right now, there's water in the room because I'm in the room. There's living water in this room right now. The only question is, are you going to drink? Are you going to drink? Because he says, you can have as much of me as you want. Lean into him right now.
Let your roots go deep into him right now. The water is here. His name is Jesus. If you don't know him, you can turn to him right now. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. It's a, it's a matter of your heart posture turning, stopping the direction you were going that's of the world and then choosing the narrow road, which is life, which is Jesus. So you just turn to him right now. That's all you have to do in, in your heart. Say, I believe. I believe. Seal it right now in my spirit, Father. Won't you do it? I want to drink the living water. I'm so thirsty. There's people that are thirsty in here. And you've been chasing all the wrong drinks. From the tiniest acorns to the largest oak trees, you've been so thirsty in 2022. You've had so much craving. If you tried to fill your life with this and that and the other thing, and it hasn't worked, I'm talking to you, mature Christian. I'm talking to myself. And tonight is about giving your first back to him. To say, as for me, I'm choosing you. I want my roots to grow deeper. I want to drink the only thing that matters, and that's the living water. The altars are open if you need to deal with anything right now. If you just need to come and sit at his feet. If you just need to come and drink. If your hands need to release the grip on whatever it is that the Holy Spirit's telling you to release it on. But release that grip and then drink. Drink from him. This water will change your life. See, he's always been there from the beginning. The spirit hovered over the face of the deep. It's hovered over your life every step of the way, but he won't force you. He'll nudge you. He'll remind you that he's there, but he won't force you. He's such a good father. Love requires that you choose him back. I would beg you to choose love tonight. I would beg you to drink deeply tonight as we head into 23. But I can't force you either. He's such a good father. He's such a good God. And he just says, drink, I'm right here. The flood of glory is coming, it's, it's here. It's tangible for those who will experience the intimacy, for those whose roots want to go deeper. He's here, drink. He is pouring his spirit out on every person. Fathers, mothers, sons, daughters. I prophesy a wave of visions and dreams in 23 that are unbelievable, that will set the church apart and put it on its climb to the top of the mountain of the Lord. And I believe as you drink deeply, 
He's going to release what Heather talked about, businesses, songs, governments. He's going to release things unbelievable in this region and this world when we drink of him. He says, I will gush out, I will pour out grace upon grace. If you're planted, you can drink. If you're reaching for him, you can drink. If your roots are just want to go deeper, you can drink. Holy Spirit, we're not here to play games. We're here to seek your face. We thank you for this chapter that was called 2022. We thank you for the keys of David that, that broke open doors that we actually haven't even realized what broke open and what broke loose yet. Would you open our eyes to see? Would you open our ears to hear what is coming, the sound that you are bringing, the vision that you are telling us as we drink of you? And then would you release over this people, this region, this tribe, 214, a Psalm 23 year. Green meadows as we drink, still waters as we drink of you. Knowing your rod and staff are right there with us in the valleys as we drink deeply of you seated at the table with our enemies watching as principalities fall and watch our cup be filled with the water that we're drinking from and overflowing and affecting those around us on the left and right, splashing over onto our neighbors and our co-workers and to the next generation. Goodness and mercy following us as we drink so we can dwell in the house of the Lord, be planted in the house of the Lord forever. We love you, Jesus. We're so grateful for what you're doing. Would you just allow your water to rush over us? We receive the water from your throne room right now. I just see these, this wall of water carving just like it carved the Grand Canyon. And it's carving those hard places in your life, in your heart. Because you've got some hard spots in there that you need, to, you need to turn over to him and allow his Holy Spirit water to rush in and smooth out those edges so that it can blow through and create this river. Because he's a river. He, he's not a pond. He's a river. He's, he wants to flow in you and through you. You have living water in you, but it's supposed to flow out of you. But your source is him. And if you're drinking of him, that river can flow through you. It can create beautiful fruit in your life. So I, I claim 2023 as an orchard year where fruit is being released into this region and this body because we remain, because we're planted by the river of water. We love you, Jesus. We love you.